If my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, we're gonna see something serious and fumble through! Fumble through! through. 21 gigawatts! A podcast that likes to make like a tree and get out of here. That's one of my favorite nice. quotes from that movie. <laughs> Hello, heralds of hill giants. I hope hearty hijinks are awaiting you on this wonderful day. Make fly! Take uh, a breath, mate. <laughs> For once, halitosis <laughs> is bad. <laughs> I've been eating garlic. Uh, for once, I am not tired and grumpy, but I'm sure that's all going to change in a few moments when I ask... How are you, my friends? You yeah, have some of mine tired and grumpy. <laughs> yeah. How are we all today? You good? Good. Yep. Yeah. We should record on weekends more often. Cranky. <laughs> this is the in, this is the inverse of Brett. Yep. It's uh, the cranky Brett. Well, see, I end up my, my family do bugger all all day. Get to five o'clock and then realise, oh shit, we've got to get ready for the week. Let's go shopping real quick. Oh, let's do, wash the school uniforms. Oh, let's uh, figure out what we're going to do this week because Brett's away three nights. Mm. Oh no! Yep. And so when and I, why are you taking a night out when you're away three nights to go and do something? That's uh, not a real job. Yeah. You need to put the time in, well, Brett. It, it was the, I think the conversation was, well, I don't know how you expected this to work. <laughs> Successfully. Well, and I was like, well, I just had to tell you that this is what I was doing so you could plan. Mm-hmm. But is this the um, anyway. National Lollipop Convention? I'm the sucker. <laughs> yep. Everyone's going out to, uh, to blow their whistles. <laughs> who, who was the cross person at the Lollipop Convention? Like, if they have to cross the road, what oh, yeah. happens? If everyone's at the convention, who's getting them there? Are they, no, a, no. A, what happens an, at the convention if there's a road crossing that needs to happen? It's an underpass. Of, yeah. It's an underpass. Of conventioneers. Like, oh. do you all- Do you even have those here? Yeah. Do you yeah, all rush- ones. Uh, mainly overpasses here rather than yeah. underpasses. Yeah. Do you all rush for the uh, lollipop sign or no. does everyone be like, no, not my jurisdiction, not my jurisdiction. Everyone's after you, after you, after you, after you, after you. After you. doctor, doctor. <laughs> and everyone's just waits <laughs> casually by the side for somebody. It's like, oh, it's been polite to pass. As soon as one person grabs that sign, everyone else stops. <laughs> <laughs> You got a lollipop this side. The mayor's on my ass. <laughs> the mayor's been talking. What's the lollipop convener called? I think they. I think the, the chief's got the deputy. I think chair. they're all part of the lollipop guild. Ah, we represent the lollipop. Anyway, <laughs> Lindsay, I know for once you have been busy on the socials. I've noticed that you've been posting things. I've seen I've the stuff that you've been doing. What is a challenge that we can get into? I think Luke needs some kind of motivation to actually uh, participate. In what? Sorry? You're like, only fans. No, like, thank you. <laughs> well, unbeknownst to you. <laughs> that is a paywall. Uh, a challenge. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I think you should issue us with a challenge. Right. Well, I know Luke is uh, Luke is going overseas soon. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see a whole heap of, you know, fun geek-related- Geek-related. England picks, yeah. Too easy. You understand without giving him picks a time frame. Vince. Like, if you said by next Friday I ne- or by the next time we re- record, I need you to have done this. Now that you've thrown it open and given him carte blanche to do it, he's never doing it. 
I will. No, no, no. no. So when you do you want videos or pics? Hollow. Both. Hollow yep. okay. no, whatever, whatever you find. Anything, Mark, anything geeky. I'm yeah, going for playing a game over there. I go into a, 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 a store. Yep, you see a police box. This is you a know? police box. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the old blue ones. No. Yeah. Oh, sure. the, these, <laughs> these promises are as hollow as Brett spending time with his family today. <laughs> It's my stomach's ever eaten. <laughs> hey, look, I've got a challenge for you. Oh, go hang on a minute. <laughs> can it's, we, it's can in, we text them to me because I'll forget them? It's in the picture vein. Yeah, yeah. I want you to find as many Richards as you can while you're overseas and send me as many pick dicks as you can. There's loads of dicks over there, yeah. <laughs> what, like statues and stuff? Or just Cliff Richard? <laughs> you're on the edge. <laughs> See as many sausage fingers as I can get. No, that was, um, that was Aerosmith. Living on the edge! Not Cliff Richard. I'm on, anyway, that's a bad joke. Anyway, let's cut the nonsense and get straight to the Tyson question. That was so, so well. I'm embarrassed. So this week we are going to continue our class of role-playing spotlight. Oh, yeah. Ain't no and class I'm going to ask this room. the question, what are you looking for in a druid? Oh. And not the bloodhound gag, you know what I really wanted a girl? Me. <laughs> I really thought he was going to say monk. I was like, I've got this guy. <laughs> You're going to make it a Stand druid down. monk. And then, yeah. All right. What are, what are the what are the key? What are the beats? Of the- I, th- I think the best thing about a druid is the fact that they can grow claws and fangs. So when they multi glasses a monk, <laughs> <laughs> they have natural weapons to attack with. Sorry, Luke. I beat you to it. Oh, uh, you're right. I don't actually know much about the druid. I've class. never played a druid. Shape shift, can't they? Yes. Well, at level, and mm. it's not very effective early, in, well, depending on the system. I think in D&D 5e- They're fucking amazing straight away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the limit is no swimming, no flying creatures. I thought that they changed all that. I thought that the erratas changed it what, so that- they can swim and fly? <laughs> so that it was a normal thing. No, you get all the stats of the animal as soon as you change to the animal. I thought that got changed. Oh, okay. But if your stats are better, you get Did to keep your stats. Did they get changed, Really? Not yeah. far that. What? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a mosquito with a strength 15 uh-huh. and uh-huh. <laughs> coming in like a rocket. Uh-huh. What? You get the best. I've got to read this up. I know that I'm creating a character at the moment. And I Here have, we go. Yeah. I have chosen Druid because I've never played one before. And I have as yet. I've only looked at level one, so I can't shapeshift anyway. Yeah. They are pretty broken. L- as, as level far two as is shapeshifting, yeah. Well, yeah. 5e, there's, yeah. there's a class that's broken. Hmm. It's not barbarian, that's for sure. Because whenever you- Oh, no, it's broken. Just it's actually broken. <laughs> With the Druid in 5e, when you lose all your health in whatever form you're in, yeah. you revert back, but none of the damage carries over. What? Wow. So what? you basically can go something very tanky, soak up a lot of damage, go back your full health, change again next turn. <laughs> Oh, yeah. party of druids. <laughs> yeah. But you still only have limited amounts of yeah. shapes and time and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, it's like by the hour for the shapeshift. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, no, I think Pathfinder's by the hour as well, isn't it? I don't know. I don't think it's round. I don't know. Maybe it's 10 minutes per I level or something. So, for me, druid isn't that dissimilar to ranger, mm. except it's more animal-centric. You'd want to summon more animals, be more animalistic, and use more spells. Mm-hmm. You kind of you could be the tank. You go up front and kind of own it up front, and then shape shift into a bear or something and go rank. But I've never found the animals beneficial. Mm-mm. So I've always tended to stand back and cast spells. You're right there, Brett. You mm-hmm. seem to be having a heart attack or something. Yeah, I kind of feel like druids are kind of. I, this might just be the way I play them, but they feel very utilitarian. 
That's not the right word, is it? No. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. interested. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell us well, what they're you all mean. about. Like, there to me, we spoke recently about um, was it rogues having a bit, a little bit of everything, whereas you know, a druid seems to me to be like they have the random. Their their spells and stuff seem to be able to be changed to be something that you can use for different, you know, spare of the moment sort of things. You got it right. That's utilitarian. <laughs> Sorry, I just loved it. I'm pretty sure you did exactly the same as Brett. What's that? Looked up what utilitarian was on your phone. I just wanted to yeah, say this I, line. I went to do it. And I was like, no, yeah. no, no. I think there are people at this table who've got this covered. <laughs> Always. You got it right. They're the multi-tool, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what was the word, though? Because Utilitarian. I, yeah, I think- Designed, I, to be, I think designed I, to be useful or practical rather than attractive. <laughs> yeah. Like me. <laughs> Except for the usefulness. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Luke? Um, Here's my response. You've got three spiders. The crickets. No, no, no. It's the crickets (laughs) in the background. I've actually never looked into a druid class. I couldn't even tell you what they do. Mm -hmm. Out of all the classes, no idea. So Other than shape-shifting. I was kind of the same as you going into this. So what I do when I don't know anything, I go to the modern version of Wikipedia, which is ChatGPT. And I have taken some excerpts from what ChatGPT- Just in case I didn't know. That's fantastic, told Justin. Told me. <laughs> did you what ask him to summarize it in 25 words I or less? I did not, and I should have, because it took a long time. It's very- It, it does use a lot of words, ChatGPT. Yeah. Yeah. So- uh, where is it? Ch- is it, it GPT describes it as the following. In utilitarian. Dungeons and Dragons, the Druid is a versatile spellcaster and nature-oriented class that draws power from the natural world. Druids are often depicted as the guardians of the environment, deeply connected to the forces of nature and possessing the ability to shapeshift. So they are unique spellcasters that focus on nature-based spells. They can wild shape. They have their own druidic language. Now, that's mm. something that I think is unique to them. Me brother. Um, they, Me brethren. Have, they have nature's resilience, so they can offer, often move or do something in certain environments that other characters can't. I think rangers get something similar to that yeah. as well. Um, and then they, I think this is a 5E thing, is that they join druid circles and yep. those druid circles. Oh, are connected to some of their class features and stuff. But for me, I would say that the Druid is one of the most versatile spellcasters in the whole game. Mm. Really? Because the Druid can cast, um, while they're, they are um, clerical spells, divine spells, they cast spells that are offensive more than clerics do, yeah. and they can really pack a punch when they need so to. So once you so get can, to certain levels, they yeah. start really throwing down with they spells. They can heal. They can it control the battlefield. They can use yeah, I mean, elemental they can magic. On. They can heal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they. I mean, are we talking? They can heal like a bard can heal, no. or they can heal like an actual healer. They can. Or can they heal like Reggie? They can use. <laughs> they can use, uh, you can create a, a healer. I healed that halfling for 18 points in the face earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Negative 18. Uh, I think you're right, though. It's the it, You can create a druid to be whatever you need it to be in the party. It can be the spack filler that does a bunch of jobs when the party's got a whole, bunch of holes in it. Sorry, spack? Mm. You've not heard spack I've never filler. heard of a spack. Right, spack filler is an Australian brand of um, gap fill. Oh, okay. Stuff. Like, oh, okay. Right. It's like space filler. Yeah. 
Like, so, like um, polyfiller the, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah? take yeah, the yeah, E yeah. out of space and you have spack filler. <laughs> cool. Thank you. It's yeah. always an education with you guys. Yeah. Uh, you wipe it off with a Kleenex and then you get your no, hoover out. And- <laughs> I was going to say, it, yeah, it we sounded we far going, more nefarious we than it was. at some yeah. point. Yeah. So. No, I think that can be anything. And you can kind of shape them as you need to. In, so they can tank, they can cast, they can battlefield control, they can heal. I don't know that they heal as good as you want them to. Like if they're the soul healer, not great, but they could do what we talked about for clerics and send animals in. Mm. and summon animals or control animals mm-hmm. to get in there. So, you know, they can take dam- absorb damage on, in other ways, which is good. I like this segment because it's really opening my eyes to classes that I've never considered playing Well, before. this was the whole purpose mm. of it, maybe to give a little bit of education. Sometimes I like to teach the world. I'll probably still go monk, though. But- what, I, what I'm hearing <laughs> is anytime healing comes up that I've decided I don't really want to ever heal for this group again. <laughs> Well, you never did anyway. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Check. <laughs> Bring you, on me. You just, that was like watching the door get opened to like the, just the, the moment where the dragon shows the chink in the armor, um, the scale that's missing above the heart and just went, I'm not, you're not going to go straight for this. You pointed the nerf gun at your nuts. I'm just going to, you know, that cleric I sent you, get rid of it. I'm going to do a, a, a Paladin that uses guns to smite. Nice. Yeah, well, you do a paladin without healing. You're well, not guns. going to yeah. help Pal- yourself. Paladin gun with smite. That's my next You're character. Not going to help yourself. Yeah. The, look, the other thing I would say about a druid is something we spoke about last week when we talked about the rogue character. Druids, in my mind, this is the one thing that I would think about a druid. They are the ultimate scout. So the druid should be the character, like maybe not an internal dungeon, but yes, doing the overlay of the land, floating up, telling you where where people are, being overwatch. Um, If you've got the right type of druid turning into a bug- Flying up forwards. Can and, you turn into swarms? And I don't think you can do a- Oh, maybe there is probably a druid that can turn yeah, into swarms. Yeah, druid of the swarm. So- <laughs> Is that thing. IV or is that Pathfinder? No, it's an actual Pathfinder thing. <laughs> you think there might be there? Yeah, 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 Druid of the Swarm. <laughs> I wonder if there's one that- Yep, Druid of the Swarm. Okay, that uh, says it all. Could you? Was that says it all. Yeah, no, think- but he was- He could control swarms. Oh, yeah, swarm. oh, yeah, Didn't yeah, he turn yeah, into He was a swarm yeah. druid. Yeah, you're right. I built that. Um, we know our game people. <laughs> Yeah. It was a long time ago. I'm, I'm, I'm soiled by fifth edition in my mind. It's That's ruined. And I, you know what I'm also everything. doing at the moment? Because uh, we are at the cusp of, of some crossroads uh, of, of the future of oh, role playing. The cusp of some crossroads. Yeah. The cusp oh, of crossroads. Oh, my crossroad. goodness. We're not at the crossroad yet. Oh, right. We're almost we're at the there. edge of the crossroad. At, no, we're. we're <laughs> <laughs> burgeoning onto the cross- We're at the giveaway side of the crossroads. No, we're before the crossroads. <laughs> we're at the lollipop The, the crossroads are in sight and we're headed to them at 100k an hour. But if that 100k is sometime next year when the next version of Dungeons and Dragons arrives, because we are, we there are so many different versions. Because right now in my life, I'm looking at Pathfinder 2 because I, I want to have a look and see what that game system's like. We've got a new D&D that we don't really know, but they're saying it's a forever D&D. So this system is mm. supposed to be the forever D&D, like the D20, the new version of whatever D20 is. It could last five years. It could, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's supposed to be 
okay with fifth. I don't know how they're going to do it. And I've stayed away from it, so I can't really be. Hang on, it's supposed to be compatible with the current campaign. Oh, I don't know. I this is what I've heard some stuff, but every time it's on, I'm like, I'm just going to wait because there's so many times versions have yeah. come out and play tests, and people have read the wrong stuff and they've made some aspersions, and then then you wait. Like what happened with fourth edition? I waited. It came out and it was trash. Um, the, it was trash. It was a computer game in a fucking booklet. Um, but then, I, And then they made 5e. But there are so many things. You and I, Luke, the other night were talking about Starfinder. Yes. So Because we've never really, like we played a couple of games of Starfinder, but I invested in some of those books and I'd really like to play those books. The I'd world really building in that I'd, is just phenomenal. Mm. Yeah. I'd really like to, to use that system. Yeah. Yeah. But, All the background, it's just yeah. so huge. Yeah. I love it. But but then they missed the mark in my version, in my view, by not actually melding it with Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Like, had they actually made those rule sets actually intertwined with each other, uh, it would have been so much more successful. No. Yeah, we, Somewhat, but we no. Do it, that can you, we? you can't you can't take one like you can't go from Starfinder transport into Pathfinder 2 and it's exactly the same because Pathfinder 2's got uh a little bit more going. The turn system's very different. Mm. So but yeah, I, I think they missed that mark. And I think that's what Spelljammer was doing in, in oh, fifth edition, but I haven't right. looked at those yet. And stuff. Lindsay's done. He's working out. I was going to say, is he still with us? He's <laughs> checked out. He's looking I'm, at it. He's building he's a now ways to kill Luke on his paper. No, I'm just him. thinking of broken healing or, uh, healing classes that shouldn't work now. I've got <laughs> spell slinger wizard. Anything Lindsay's playing. So I can shoot to Why heal. Why are you not? Get, he's just lowering the branches for you to pick the fruit off them. And then I got the healing grenade alchemist. Yeah. <laughs> That's flopsy, isn't it? <laughs> but he doesn't heal. <laughs> he could. He could. Nah. Mm. I do like the spell singer wizard. I like the healing bullets. Smiting guns. I like that. It gets a sniper one. Range just all the way at the back. Smite the the guy from Saving Private Ryan. It says the prayer before he shoot. Have I got the right movie? I don't know. I don't recall that from Saving Private Ryan. I think there was a lot of people that that were praying in that movie. There's a guy. There's a sharpshooter in that, and he's always he's guy. Yeah. Anyway, I know I'm talking about. That makes one of us. Are you, are you sure? I'm That's sure it's enemy, saving, enemy of the game. No, I'm sure it's saving private Ryan. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm unfamiliar. Anyway, let's get back to the siege of a serpent. So we guys, we, we've we've met. So just so you know, these Pathfinder Society games are, are designed for a short one night kind of <laughs> moments. This one. Not so much. It's a bit longer. Like, you're supposed to do this in, in a full day or whatever. But my goodness, it has taken us a- We started this two years ago, didn't we? No, <laughs> you- Four years ago? A, a decade ago. You started this episode two years ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Brett's- uh, Yeah, good. Okay. <laughs> looking, looking forward to that. I think that, Justin's seen what it's like working with him all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's joyous. Um, so, Siege of Serpents. We're back. Who wants to do the recap? I miss I miss JR's recaps of our series. JR's recaps were very good. Yeah. We shouldn't have killed him then. Mm, I didn't. He did it to himself. Twelve kids left behind there. Burnt husky like the- uh, Did you add two more? <laughs> there are only ten. 
He's, 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 yeah, he's covering. Fl- he's covering some murders. Flopsy got felt left out, so he popped outside and <laughs> Chris stopped a couple body. of people and dragged him in. Dragged some half of the children <laughs> yeah. in. He likes good round numbers. Ten kids out there, plus old mate South African elders, whatever his mm-hmm. name is, saying his last rites over them, having a little moment while we're getting sent to the Ambrose Valson. Uh, right, and we're going to the the main area to finish this thing off. Yeah, so where we left it, you had heard a, a siren call, kind of like the the broken uh, the klaxons that would have gone out, calling all pathfinders maybe to return to a to a holding area, an area where people who are still walking and capable uh, can gather onto the onto the grounds just outside of Skyreach, the large pinnacle that's in the centre of these grounds the big spire that that moves upwards <clears throat> you start um gathering in this area and it's it's this point where you start looking around and noticing the toll that this battle has taken upon all of the i was about to call them skylanders then but they're not <laughs> skylanders about uh, on the pathfinders um the pathfinders that you see around you are beaten and battered they have been through some wars each of them yourselves included have obviously faced um, some combatants that have taken tolls out of them that have uh, obviously taxed their abilities and some of them haven't really gotten through it as much. So the healing tents, the areas that you have helped to supply are quite full and people are being triaged and, and put in order of uh, necessity for the medics to be seen. Uh, it's very interesting that nobody's calling for a medic from your group at this point because they, they know it's useless. Again, I was- just bang. Sorry, was that crickets? Well, sure. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, so the tough crowd. Yeah, really tough crowd. We're moving forwards. So you guys, <laughs> you guys uh, start gathering up with the the meager bunch of pathfinders that are left out of the whole crew. Many people are, are still fighting or cleaning up, but whoever heard the call has come here. Marcus Farabellus. The person who opens this very, uh, uh, this very, what, what would you call it? The party, the uh, the convocation. convocation. I think is the um, word you were yeah. using. Well, it's called a convocation, and it's also a convocation. So, uh, <laughs> so but, I'd call it a convocation. Oh, then. Yeah, uh, what and the hell? he calls. <laughs> wheels have fallen off. Maybe we shouldn't do this on a non-work day. No, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marcus Ferabellus Fer- uh, calls for silence. Pathfinders, we've determined that the nature of the threat which confronts us, as many of you have already ascertained, the number of Aspis Consortium agents remained trapped in the Hao Jin Trappistry after we captured it and sealed them by the back door. What is so funny there? (laughs) That man, somebody talked to him. To our surprise and regret, There remained a means to communicate with the outside world, and the serpents have been conspiring. This raid is compromised of two different consortium groups coordinating in a two-pronged attack. They are aided by creatures from within the tapestry, whom they have deceived about our goals and intentions. At this time, we are unsure about what is making Skyreach's tower hover. but. We know for certain that somebody has activated the Haojin Tapestry. 
Normally, the master of spells, Aram Zay, would be the one to troubleshoot this kind of problem. He holds the knowledge of this in his mind, even though the Decemberate has asked him to make notes. But he is nowhere to be found. We don't have time to wait for him, and he may be in grave danger. I'm setting you in as search parties and giving you temporary clearance to travel into the restricted sections of lower and middle Skyreach. Check on the Sky Key and the archives while you are there. Zay may have left notes around that could tell us how to shut down the tapestry. We must act with utmost haste. I believe the consortium's plan has backfired on them. But there's no telling how long before they regroup or, worse still, somehow, make the situation worse. Check on the tapestry itself. Aramze was headed there last he was seen. We need him or his notes to shut that thing down and make sure the sky key is safe. Good luck, Pathfinders. May your gods be with you. And with that... Here. He moves off and he starts to talk to smaller groups, um, you know, gathering people. And he eventually gets to your group uh, and, and he says, Godspeed, find what you can, report anything. Uh, Sarah, before you go, we are actually not members of Pathfinder Society. I, I assume if this goes well, we will be, we'll find ourselves engraced into your fine establishment. This is probably not the time to talk about this man. There's a lot at stake here. See me afterwards. You are here, aren't you? Means you are Pathfinders at heart. That must count for something. Um, just to clarify, uh, Aram Zay, no notes. Try and find him awesome notes. Get the sky key. Somehow Skyrich is hovering. What the hell? Find out about the tapestry. We must shut ah. it. This is what, where these Aspis Consortium people are coming from. What, what is this tapestry? It is an extra-dimensional place. <sighs> Ooh. You don't say. You've come to the right place. We've got plenty of experience with extra-dimensional places. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Your mum. <laughs> Cheerio, then. So hang on, where are we going? The tap tapestry or the trapestry? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you picked it up. I fucking knew you picked it up. As soon as I said it, I was like, Fuck. Fuck this. So, yes, you start asking around, I guess, a, a part of what is the Haojin tapestry. Yeah. I think we have spoken about this before in the show, but to give you guys a reminder as players, it's an artifact that was created centuries ago by a, a Tian sorceress called Haojin. Um, it's probably pronounced a little more, uh, but I'm not doing that accent. It, it, but what it is, is a gateway to a demi-plane of the same name and home to numerous different locations uh, and environments. So it looks really like a seemingly mundane wall hanging, but you can actually, it, it, it is a connection and a doorway into a, a demi-plane or a, another so plane of existence. This is nothing to do with our Black Ross tapestry. Right? The black tapestry could yeah. do. Could uh, the, It may be that there are several tapestries cut from the same cloth, as it were, allowing access to- Touché. Um, I love him recording on a Sunday. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> Many different extra-dimensional spaces. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, it, I guess the, some of the some of the findings that that you guys know, do, it, or, 
is that the the preservation magic in this tapestry is starting to fade. So that's why the uh, pathfinders have have taken it and they've discovered some back doors into it so that they can transport themselves from one place to another pretty quickly between Pathfinder Lodges. But they take time to create and maintain, um, but it's no substitute for true teleportation magic. And Even teleportation is tricky at best. Sometimes you can end up miles away from your origin point. That's correct. And, um, and the Aspis Consortium... Obviously, he has found one of these back doors and gotten eaten. So there is a, a story there that you're probably unaware of that has been alluded so to. So what I'm hearing is there's an extra dimensional <clears throat> space in someone's back door. So uh, let's go then. Mm -hmm. So you start moving into Skyreach. So Skyreach is a large uh, tower mm, that is the, the central per part of this but the the section that you're going into is the lower section which is not the hovering we've section. been secured for mid but never high yeah so lower and mid areas but it's it is still quite large and it, like much like uh, moving around the grounds you can go between places but the the idea is that they want you to clear it out search room to room and really make sure so it takes about 10 minutes maybe to get from floors to f section to section um, cool. for that so gotcha. you know the first thing that he says to to you but uh, you know is is around saying make sure the tapestry is safe right but there's many of a many groups are you allocating our sections of skyreach how do you want to handle this what's the um yeah, he's heading. Basically, says search what you can. Right Be between all of you, there's so few of you, and oh. the tower is so large ah. that it's going to take a long time. But do we know roughly where there. the tapestry is meant so, to be? Yeah, yeah. He says it's a, it's one of the lower uh, right. areas, so it's one of the areas <laughs> that, that you'll have to, be to get to first. first. Yeah. So they're worried. They're worried about the tapestry. And we enter itself. at lower, or we enter at mid. You enter at lower. Okay. As as, as a tower. Got would. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's underground. If lower's a basement level. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's a quick. This picture. is the shit I, that would get I, us in trouble. I am an idiot, and I just love the fact that. You guys still say stuff that is surprisingly idiotic, but there we go. <laughs> this is the shit that would get us unstuck. Well, uh, I, I have a question, a mechanical question yes. about um, wands of monster summoning. Mm -hmm. So I have a wand of monster summoning. Mm -hmm. It's not Viagra, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> How? <laughs> you just made this really awkward to ask. <laughs> if the... It's a very useless wand at the moment because only lot the creature I summon. It takes full round to use. Yeah, and the creature I summon only lasts for one turn, mm -hmm. one whole round. Yes, same time as you summoned it, it'll last. Yes, yeah. But I'm wondering, like the animals on it are a bit weird. Like, like a riding horse isn't going to do me much good if it only lasts for a round. But can I like? Does it come out? Does the wand, the animal shoot out of the wand? Have you looked at the spell? Yes, of uh, summon creature. Is there a range? Because there is a there is a short range. I believe it's thir within thirty feet of you. And but all you're doing is calling a creature from a different. It plane. says it, it appears where I designate it. Yes. Yeah. So you could summon a creature in flanking with little reg and get that high, high double digit. What I wouldn't know it's flanking though. It just appears from another plane. Like what the hell? I want to know if I can shove the wand in someone's mouth and then summon a horse. No. 
That would have been amazing. No. So Seriously, it has, it has a range you should have done that off mic. It has you get a, it like that again, do it off mic, and then we'll do it in game, because that would have been amazing. It has, has a range of 30 feet on there, there right. is so a it. has to be an open yeah, place. There's a rider that says you can't do that, and you can't summon a whale above someone's head. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, you that's can't- a, That's bullshit. You can't, I'm sorry, the whale above someone's yeah, head is legit. So you, you that is legit, right? You can't summon an elephant above 30 Why feet not? in the sky and make it drop down. That's, it just doesn't work just that way. That's just not- how, No, but you know, just pulling a creature in from an extra dimensional plane is fine. You just can't do it above somebody's head. Well, the creature- Because that's unrealistic. The creature refuses to come at The creature point. comes willingly, and if you try and put it in that space, then it won't come. That's the- Having summoned lots of creatures with the character before, so, you have to put it in a place. Yeah. The, that it, the line, you, yeah. the line in it is: creatures cannot be summoned into an environment that cannot support. Oh, so them. they're not going to really so because it cannot fly. You cannot summon it into that environment. So in this spell, what we're seeing is that you cast a spell, and then something in an extra-dimensional plane gets visited by somebody and goes, "Would you like to come over to this place for just a couple of seconds, please?" Under these circumstances. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, so the idea is seconds. There's a maitre d. They're all in a line. So I, don't, I, I believe it's your so turn. What you're yeah. saying is when I, I try to summon turn. a monster to, when I summon the monster next time to trigger a trap that we know is there. Mm-hmm. Nice. Act like we don't know there's a yeah, trap. Yeah, we there. haven't searched for traps at that point. Yeah. We just, just stop yeah. the egg. Well, it's, it's the, a hypothesis at that point. Is it, is it the environment in which it? Uh, it's it. It lives because if if you summon it onto the ground and say run that way, it certainly can. So because that's the environment in which it lives. Anyway, so what are you guys going to do first? Through the door. Okay, so you start moving through the area of. We're all healed up, right? Um, Don't worry about it. Well, you did say last last time we played that you were going to spend some time actually getting together and healing up. And do you and need any potion time? I, I'm actually all right. I'm just a bit concerned. I, I'm all tapped out on things yeah, like so channel I. positive energy and stuff like that. So I'm all right for a couple of rebukes. Yes, deaths. this I'm, is always the end of the game. When we die, what have you saved? <laughs> I have a bag. I got a potion. I think you got some potions too, don't you? Oh yeah, if you want some healing, I've got some healing potions. If you want them, do you want them? Are they spicy? No. I, I'm all right. I've still got a cure mod. I've got about four and of cure them. Cure I'm all right. I'm, I'm good. In okay. fact, you guys should come to me if you need stuff as well. We're all good. I've got eight cure moderate wounds. Sweet. Potions. We're, we're good. We're all good. Anyways, last words. And you start moving into Skyreach. The don't, doors open. Don't just walk in. Dive in like you did for that uh, crematorium. That was fun. Can I summon a tiny creature in someone's mouth? No. <laughs> Are you thinking like Bruce Almighty, a monkey's coming out of somebody's ass? No, I just found, I just found a, I could summon a poisonous frog in there now. And oh, that's, again, very cool. Very Can I just cool. before, just, just one last little interrupt. It was uh, Barry Pepper who played the scripture quoting sniper in Saving Private Ryan. So when oh, he's wow. about to shoot somebody, okay. he quotes scripture. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So the the whole purpose of, of Skyreach is that it's part of the Grand Lodge and it is the most prominent element of it. Um, it can be seen for miles around, but you move into it and the, and the grandioseness of this place is not lost upon you as you move through. There has been a lot of Pathfinder time and effort and money that has been invested into this tower. And you can see uh, the magical parts of it, things floating, but 
you can also see the signs of battle or tumultuousness that have that has gone through here because parts of it have already been shattered and broken and vandalized as you start moving through and you you start heading up the grand staircase up into the uh, the next of the lower levels um, and each of those lower levels contains rooms after rooms you'll get to rooms that are maybe meeting rooms or you might get to living quarters or you might get to to other types of rooms as you are moving through um, there are quite a few bunches of, of pathfinders that are moving through here as well and you all kind of take up areas and wings mm -hmm. as you will of this place just make for me a, a perception check it's lit i take it is it yeah yeah there's alcohol if you want <laughs> <laughs> can't see i'm behind tia she's bloody blocking my view 15 for miles mm-hmm Reggie's still got lots of tears straining his eyes from all the disaster that uh, preceded this. So, yeah, he only got a 14 on the perception. Tears <laughs> yeah. on 17. Okay. Um, Tia probably, weirdly, it's Tia that's going to recognize this, but um, starts realizing that you're moving into probably a more arcane wing of the Skyreach Tower. And as the arcane wing comes in, you can see, obviously, this is where wizard classes would happen. It looks a little bit more like Hogwarts, oh, I guess. <laughs> Literally going to um, say exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but you can you can see that they're you know the dark arts room and the the areas of spellcasting. You can see more more places where people might be writing scrolls or areas like that. But also, again, signs of rooms that have just been uh, people. Somebody has gone through and just ripped books off shelves as if they are feverishly searching for something. Um, you can also see signs that fires have been lit in some of the uh, the rooms, destroying some of them entirely. Have they gone out? Um, some, smoldering? some of them are smoldering, but they're, they're of probably a point where you don't need to worry about them. Yes, they are still there, but they're not of immediate concern mm -hmm. given the nature of what you have. So you think it's not like, like life-threatening at this point in time. Um, and you start moving to a more luxurious area. Uh, and mm -hmm. as you start going through, you can see some living quarters, some more well-appointed meeting rooms, maybe a little dining room with stuff that goes on the outside of it. Um, and you get into uh, probably a, an area that, that would be resolved. Like if it was Hogwarts, it would be Dumbledore's quarters. Okay. Um, so the, the equivalent of that, the headmaster's room, if you will. The dean. And you start moving up into that room. You see an office that's quite well appointed as well. The, the desk, Does this look like it's been The desk has been flipped yep. over. Things have been smashed. You also see a blood stain on the floor here. Fresh. And you can see drag marks moving into a room adjacent. Come, there is a person been taken. Let us save them. Right, oh, let's do it. T is going to follow the blood marks, mm -hmm. leading the way, as always. Shield up, sword out. Sorry, blast word sword in hand. No shield. <laughs> <laughs> she is a shield. <laughs> Reg, Reggie in hand. <laughs> you move through the doorway. The first thing that you see is there is a table at the centre of this rectangular room that is completely contained within a rune-inscribed circle that is set into the floor as if uh, it is supposed to be contained in that rune itself. Atop the table, though, you can see a, a Kellashite man's body, spread-eagled, blood-stained, 
at the far end of the chamber, you can see that there is a tapestry that is ragged and hanging, uh, de- and, but it's torn down its very center. A peaceful wood with trampled undergrowth is visible through the tear just beyond. So imagine like the tear in the tapestry, you can see straight through it into it, the plain beyond. Um, even though the tapestry clearly hangs onto a solid wall. And as it sort of moves and flows around, you can see glimpses of this wood that is just on the other side of it. On this side of it, in the same room, though, you see an owl creature, uh, winged. Large, small, medium. Uh, About the same size as uh, perhaps a hawk creature that we may have had in a fifth edition game, a human-sized owl um that is humanoid wings holding on to some type of uh of scepter um that you can see with a holy sign upon it you also see that how what has ripped through the center of this uh tapestry probably where the rend has come from something that you've seen before a large white furred creature with red malice filled eyes another yeti has come forth from the tapestry itself those of you that are looking at the owl creature um you can you can just make a knowledge roll to identify knowledge what uh that would be knowledge uh planes okay nope not knowledge local no 25 for miles mccarthy and 29 for damn Topsy. it Tia doesn't know. I kind of like how Miles has like this intellect battle going on with. I don't think Flopsy notices. No. <laughs> yeah, perfect. No, no, it's I, great. No, no, it's good. But it's good. In Miles' head, he's like, damn it. Yeah. yeah. And he's got that kind of like fighting battle going on with you. He's kind of like always, always very, a bright man. Exuberance of youth. So, what you know is that these owl creatures are humanoids. Um, they have sort of the detachment from human nature as ours. They live uh, very reclusively. They're not really part of the, uh, the main world. Um, and they're very, very rare, mostly in soaring cliff sides, high mountains. Um, and you know that on a whole, most of these creatures um, believe, are believed to bring their beliefs um, through lands and mostly have a reputation for being quite peaceful even though they are erudite and aloof um they're scholars they embrace art philosophy um and different faiths but they like to distance themselves from the history that they have had of barbarism and ruin at one point um they have at the past maybe now seek to enslave all lesser races, especially those without wings, um, to their elitist and cultist nature. So they have been known to be warriors and slave masters in their past, but that it's, it's kind of taken a life of its own. You don't know if that's true, if they're wives' tales or, or whatnot. So this, this is what you know of the Syrinx. Well, you also Syrinx, know- did you say? Yeah. 
Um, okay, it's probably it. pronounced syrinx, I would <clears throat> say. I don't really know. So this know. thing, does it look like it's supposed to be in this room? Like the room is its room? No, it looks like it's come out of the tapestry. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So it's not like on a perch. It was already no, there. No, it of. looks like it, it has uh, got the cold kind of uh, accoutrements of something that would have come from a, from a cold foresty okay. area beyond. And the, the yeti other, is alive. The, the yeti is alive Great. and very, very angry. The, the syrinx holds a staff with a symbol on it, make a knowledge religion. Come on, Justin. I've got dungeoneering and local. Give me, give me some action. Give me a cleric, taste. cleric with a no knowledge religion. Oh, I actually don't have knowledge religion. Whoops. Flopsy gets a fifteen on knowledge religion. Uh, Flopsy ro- Flopsy recognizes the red pentagram that is held upon the staff of the syrinx as the symbol of Asmodeus. Oh, great! The demon lord. The evil horned one. Uh, it looks like he, that Syrinx, uh, worships Asmodeus. Not sure that's got good intentions. Yes. Come on, would sense motive at this point be, or have we got to get some dialogue going with it first? Uh, what do you mean, sense motive? Right, you know, can we sense its intent? Uh, its intent through the bloody hands and the knife at its throat yeah, is to yeah. drag a dead body and put it upon the table in front of it. Um, you can even hear as you walk in them saying things like, our jailer is dead. The pathfinders shall find ruin. Sweet. I didn't even have to roll. How good is that? Mm. But they turn and they look at you. Hello. <laughs> Initiatives. Oh, I need different dice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie's really struggling with the events of the day so far. Um, he comes in with an 11 for initiative. Oh, an 11 from Reg. What about Miles? 18 for Miles. Flopsy. Miles. Eight. TR. 13. Oh, very nice. Well, we know what's coming here, don't we? <laughs> do you? I think I do. I would say go for the Yeti. Probably more chance of success there, right? Not last time. Last time no, I had a freaking ridiculous yeah. one. True. No, knowing Justin though, he's made he's found another creature that's immune to sleep. <laughs> it's almost like he wants to take the wants Look, the yuck on your yuck. I don't find them; they just exist. <laughs> they just they just happen by the yeti. Notice you first, and with animal like instincts, you can see it sniffing around. It turns to the door as you guys walk in and it launches its malice-filled gaze upon each of you as it does its frightful gaze. All creatures within 30 feet um, that are in this range must succeed on a will save or stand paralyzed in fear, fear for okay. one round. So everybody make a save. Well, that's the time to get double digits at least. Well, Reg stands there and thinks, I know what these guys are about. I think I've got this covered. 25 on the will save. <sighs> well Pause done. for a second. Hmm. Hmm. That's different. So you remember when Miles got done? That was for a minute. This one says only around. Interesting. Very different. So, hmm. Anyway. It's a lesser Yeti. <laughs> yeah, maybe. A, a little Yeti. It's a not yet. 
Close. It was close. It was almost. It was almost there. Keep workshopping that one. It'll, that'll come good sometime. We are on tonight. <laughs> Reg, what did you get? Reg, um, knowing full well what these things are about, um, managed to get a twenty-five. You are fine. What about you, Flopsy? Flopsy's on a seventeen. You are also fine, Miles. You failed this last time, and probably something that you shit in your boots about. Thirteen. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> And Tia. Tia, <laughs> using her plus one versus fear, is a 15. That's so, cute. you know, the good thing is that we have Miles once again. Lindsay, I'm a little bit concerned that your character sheet's upside down. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it works. I can just do that. So, Lindsay, last time we faced a Yeti, you had the moment where you, you didn't roll very well, right? Correct, correct. And you were affected. So, guess what do you, the DC of the will save is? Probably 14. It's 13. Oh, it makes You just passed this. You feel, you feel a moment of fear come over you, and then all of a sudden you're like, no, not this time, Yeti, not this time. And you feel a sense of, of, of courage running down your leg and forming a puddle in your shoe. He says, you're not yet, Yeti. <laughs> Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> I workshopped that, eh? <laughs> that, was built, that was built upon the failure of the one that came before it, to be fair. It's all in the delivery. <laughs> it's all in the reflexes. I'm assuming that in your party order um, that you, you moved into the room with probably some of the more uh, combative creatures up front. first. And then Flopsy is at the back. <laughs> Um, that puts me at a, at a moment where I don't know where Reg and Miles sit uh, when when you talk about marching order. Who would be in front? So, so Reg, of oh, I, I would have been. I would have. I would have liked to have gone behind here. Yeah, that's fine. I can go. That is actually yeah, yeah. how I assumed it, but I just wanted to yeah. make sure um, that it goes. This creature moves straight up to to within ten feet of both Reg and Tia, who have moved into the room, and it has reach upon them because you've seen its long arms that reach its knees, its claws as sharp as iron and razors, re reaches out for each of you, but only attacks one, even though it's got two claws. Oh. Mm. Tia, you're going to cop this. Oh, fuck. I saw that. <laughs> cop that. <laughs> so these lovely dice that oh. I got from the D&D uh, figures has an and in place of a 20. Can you hide that dice tray from me? Because I don't like this experience. <sighs> I don't know that this is actually going to get through. So Tia, you haven't acted yet. And in the rules of Pathfinder, you are denied your decks before you act. Oh, no. That's for a surprise round, though. This isn't a surprise, so, is it? No, it's at any time combat is initiated and you do not. So if you get the upper hand, you get sneak attack on anyone that, that you move If you're just beforehand. at the top of the train. Yep. yep that's why oh, you want like, yep. improved initiative and stuff. Yeah, that's right. So it is going to be a 15 to hit you. Without her dexterity, she's at 18. So Ooh. it does not crit, but it's still Shit. <laughs> It's like a Guy Sebastian song. Not a crit, it's still a hit. Fuck. It's like, do something about this, because he's rolling max on everything. <laughs> I keep catching it. Stop. Yeah, Jeremy. but if he rolls max on the save, I can't do nothing Ten points of physical damage, 
and another four points of cold damage reach into Tia as a rend comes through. Um, you see uh, that the creature itself again, just spittle flying out of its mouth as it screams at you Wampus style. The next character to go is Miles. What are you going to do? Uh, Miles is going to look at the Yeti and he's going to be like, Jinx array, misfortune. We'll save, please. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is not a great roll. That is a natural two, and oh. I believe fails. So disadvantage on an all attacks. Okay. And then he's going to cackle manically. <laughs> all right. Um, which, nice which work. then leads us to Tia. Tia, how are you going to repost out of this wonderful attack that Tia you Tia just got a big to? white pour across the face mm-hmm. and she kind of just wipes the blood off her mouth, looks back at him and goes, She still got a mouth? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, it is time for a bit of fun. And she will attack back with a power attack. She just steps in right up and hits with a. 25 to hit. A 25 is definitely going to hit. She just swings a sword back over her shoulder and smacked it, smacks it at shoulder height, like up and into its shoulder for 18 points of damage. Just like oh. felling a tree. Oh. Your friend so was redundant. cut in half last time I did this. You shall not live. Now, I forgot to do something. and I'm not going to go back and do this, but- I forgot that the uh, the Yeti was supposed to be cleaving, which is why I mentioned both of you in that, oh. and they got lost in my natural uh, 20. In but your excitement. too late now that it would have had a uh, lovely cleave attack versus Reg had, um, had I remembered. But, you know, sometimes At- we win, sometimes And we- this room holds a Yeti quite well. It's not yeah, crouching uh, or anything. No, it's quite large, this room. So the room itself, uh, from the doorway to it's rectangular, about 50 foot wide, about 70 foot long, um, and the, it's 20 foot high. So it's quite a large, opulent chamber that, it, that was set to be here. Um, and the table with the, uh, with the runes in it has, um, you know, it's, it's a boardroom, I guess. Maybe the runes are somewhat of oh, a, yeah. a silenced area. Maybe yep. the December it meets in this very chamber. Who would know? Reg. Your go. Okay, Reg, uh, five foot's up right next to the big thing. Mm-hmm. Tia, you would have had to also five foot up. He, he did. Yeah. I did. Perfect. I wasn't listening. And uh, and I'm going to come in low mm-hmm. and sweep the leg. Is there any other way with Reg? There is not. Or is it low for Reg? It's, it's going it's, ankle. I'm going so low, I'm trying to, trying to get my foot underneath the Yeti's foot. Okay. <laughs> Make it feel like it's floating on air. Give it a hang now. Um, does a, oh gosh, what would that be? Does a 11 succeed? In? Tripping. So a CM versus its CMD? Yep. So you're using your combat manoeuvre bonus versus its combat manoeuvre defence? And no, it does not. Okay, so that is a critical fail. Oh dear. So So that was a natural one versus a critical fail. Oh, hang on, no, no. If I'm doing it, because I was doing it with the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's a weapon, I can you just drop, drop it. You can just, I just drop, drop it. Karma. Yeah, I just yes, drop it. That's right. Otherwise, you would also be subject to being uh, being tripped at that point in time. I wonder if you kick yourself in the head if you trip yourself with a karma. Hopefully not. No, because well, you got vicious stomp. 
on the way down. Oh, yeah, I see. You have to yeah, 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 stomp yeah. yourself yeah. on the way down <laughs> in there. Um, and that'll bring us. So, Flopsy, what is your initiative bonus? A plus three. You go next. Oh. Flopsy uh, just checks the runes to see if he can understand what they might be at a quick. He can understand magic. Uh, the runes? Yeah. Uh, at this point in time, you you would have to study them for right. a period of time. But They're the, just on the, the floor. The yeti crossed over, and it wasn't yeah, yeah. A they don't seem to be any magical effect. That's and we going heard on. them quite fine. There was no yep. issues. No. Nope. Yep. Great. So he's going to pull out some petals from his pouch and start casting a spell. Mm-hmm. That's it. Do you finish casting the spell? No, not this spell. Okay. <laughs> so you begin <laughs> casting. <laughs> Wonderful. In the background, you see the owl-like creature open its wings, take to the, to the sky, and moves up about 20 foot above you. Um, you also see that it casts a spell. But that's all it can do this round. Getting us to round number two with the Yeti. Do we, do we know what front. spell that was? Um, uh, you are unsure. It yeah. seems to be from the divine, divine. range of uh, I, of spells. Do I know what spell it was? Uh, these are great questions if you want to use the rule sets to ask me that. I think you could do a spellcraft check to find out what it is. Or yep. a knowledge arcana. Spellcraft. Can I make a knowledge spellcraft check? Yes, you may. That's a natural 19 on the dice. Yep. You believe that you it has cast some kind of protection spell upon itself. That was a so dirty. You, you get the uh, the distinct idea that it has cast a protection upon itself. Well, that tower man just protected himself with a spell of some kind. Well done, Miles. I didn't notice that. I don't know what it is. I haven't, you know, still like learning. Protection, the- evil protection stuff. Yeah. So some, some are sort you divine of- in nature? Kind of. I have divine spells. But not all, like, bards aren't their arcane spells that cast healing. So just because you cast healing does not make you a divine spellcaster. It should tell you what types of spells that you come from. I like it. But yes, a protection spell. So it takes to the sky, casts a protection spell. The Yeti screams once more with its two claws. It's going to, uh, this time, use its uh, full power of its attack to try and but hit both uh, Tia and the small halfling that is next to it. I remembered this time. The Eddie takes its two claws and attempts to rip into Tia first. Doing damage, it's going to try and cleave straight into Reg, who sits alongside Tia. So with cleaved, you have to be hit successful. And damage, yes. Yep. So that is going to be a 23 to hit Tia with its first of its two claws. Absolutely smacks Tia for a good hit. Okay. Secondly. Did you roll out with disadvantage? Oh, let's try that again. I forgot all about this disadvantage. Uh, That is going to be a 20 to hit. That misses. Okay. So it misses Tia with the first of its two claws. The second of its two claws is a natural one followed by a natural 19. So it takes the natural one and is going to fumble because there is no way that I'm going to roll better than that. Um, from uh, doing a disadvantaged roll. 
Cleaves a full round action. He can't get two attacks. What? Uh, no, it's not a full round. It's a standard action. No, you are right, Brad. That's why I could only cleave on the first round That's because it. it was a standard action and I fucked it up. So um, I We'll f- let you have it this time. Um, <laughs> mm, mm, <laughs> no. Mm. By the rules, you don't get that second attack, so you wouldn't fumble. Okay. So he doesn't fumble. That's very gracious of you. So we're playing rules properly now. So, yes. Cleave did not hit because in the first round it would have done it because it was a move, then a standard action. This time it gets its two hits. So it was supposed to hit one on each of you anyway, um, but in the first round it only had the hit, and that's why I've forgotten. It's all there because there's a lot going on, and I'm stupid. So, so uh, the, the only thing that's gone wrong you. so far is Luke's move. Yeah. So thank you. It Correct. misses. It would have fumbled at that point in time. Um, just so you know, I rolled the fumble deck. It just would have been nauseated, which is a little bit of a bonus, but not a great one um, in those matters. Uh, what are you going to do for yourself there, Miles? Miles is going to. So, how high up is that first? Uh, 20 foot. Things? 20 foot. I'm going to um, try and misfortune that one as well. Okay. So, you try to misfortune the creature. Talk to me about misfortune for a second because there's a couple of things that are going on in play here. It's a wisdom saving throw, supernatural ability. Yep. Versus wisdom. Yeah, but it's is what is the effect of the the spell? You are misfortunate. <laughs> yeah, the jinxes come upon you. Yeah, you- is it is it mind affecting? Is really what I'm trying to figure out here. No. So because there are some things that that especially with the the spell around uh, protection um, that happen around mental. Uh, kind of things. It does not say anything about the mind in the whole Because it's got like uh, charm, nope. enchantment charm, compulsion. Um, so it says anything that, that sorry, any spell or effect that possesses or exercise mental control over the creature. Nope. So what kind of spell does it do? It doesn't do any spell. It's a supernatural ability. I think it's a luck thing, Justin. It's a, it's a Bad luck. The charm. witch can cause a creature within 30 feet to suffer grave misfortune for one round. Mm-hmm. Anytime the creature makes an ability check, attack roll, saving throw, a skill check, it must roll twice and take the worst result. Okay. So it's just bad, a bubble of luck yep. that happens around it. So that is a 16. Meets it, beats it. Okay, it would and have been a 20 with all of its bonuses versus mind affecting. And then I cackle, extending the misfortunes on the Yeti further. Perfect. Okay, that brings us down to Tia. Tia pulls back her sword and says, Ah, this is a good game. Come, let us keep going. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, 23 to hit on the Yeti. Yeah, that's definitely going to hit. Only 14 points of damage on this one. Only. As the sword comes from the groin up on this slice. You see a rend come through it from groin into its abdomen, blood gushing forward, but the creature stays upright. It is fun, no? Reginald. Okay, Reg now shaking himself out of his uh, self-pity. Uh, is going to flurry. He's going to smack the Yeti straight in the kneecap for the first blow, hoping to weak its leg to then trip for the second on the flurry. Mm-hmm. So the first one uh, goes wide considerably with a nine to punch. Too mm-hmm. much fur on that knee. Mm. And then coming in with the trip, 
for a 23 on CMB. A 23 is going to just (laughs) beat its CMD. Cool. So as he goes down then, vicious stomp. Mm -hmm. So as he's going down, he's going to stamp on the knee now as it's going down. Mm -hmm. What is that? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, my eyes are getting really bad. Um, For a, uh, what are we, 21 to hit. 21 is definitely going to beat a creature with no armor class. Okay. Well, no, 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 nothing but its natural armor. E- for four points of damage. Oh, Reggie for Reg, what is go. going well, on I see here? Tia slicing and dicing, feeling somewhat in, in, uh, inadequate. Wow. Be that careful you, you don't hit Holy One. Yeah, that is a great hit. Flopsy, you are next. <laughs> Careful you don't what? Chicken I just can picture him like you cutting it and him stomping down getting his foot stuck. <laughs> I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Uh, Flopsy finishes casting his spell and in the 10 foot radius behind the Yeti, as he drops some petals to the floor, a sleep spell goes off. That's a will save, my friend. Mm-hmm. And he is empowering it with his arcane reservoir Ooh. to increase the hit dice. Is it more than four hit dice? Yes. Doesn't work. <clears throat> so your sleep spell goes off 10 foot radius or 10 foot? 10 foot radius burst. So 10 foot radius 10 burst. foot behind it. If it can get the other creature, it will, but aiming for the Yeti. Trying yeah, to no, the other creature is going to be because it's, it's 20 up in the foot air. up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Flopsy was like, I don't know how to cast this up in the air like that. So Yeti gets it. He doesn't know how to draw triangles. Yep. So the Yeti uh, does just, you see the Yeti just kind of blink a little bit and uh, and moves forward. Uh, frost coming off of its maw as it once again roars, a bit of blood. It's on the floor. <sighs> so that's yeah. the end of the round. Flopsy still gets another turn, right? Or does that take this whole turn up? What do you mean? Because it's a full round or cast. Or is that a full round cast? Yeah. So yes, you finish the casting and now you have your turn. Sweet. <sighs> Wasn't ready for that. Yeah. Shit. It's um, not 5e. Flopsy's going to pull a flask out of her, his, its, they's. <laughs> Flopsy's going to pull a flask from his um, bandolier and drink one of his alchemical reagents. Ooh, wonderful. Reggie was about to shape duck. Wonderful. <laughs> Stop her, I'll shoot. Yeah. Um, okay, so Flopsy pulls that. You're going to do anything else? You've got probably a move action. He'll pull a bomb out, get ready. Okay, bomb hits. The, the flask he drunk has TS written on it. Oh, okay. TS. The creature in the sky, you see it, uh, it does something with its, uh, with its hands again, and a second version of it seems to pop up in the sky right next to it as if a mirror image has been cast. Um, otherwise, it just stays afloat in the sky, stays uh, flying in the air, circling above the oar. Um, and that'll bring us to the next round. So this is round number three. What are you going to do there, Yeti man? I don't know what's happening. So the Yeti is pretty fucking dumb. Let's have a look at how its intelligence. Would a Yeti, so this is what I'm grappling with right now. Would a Yeti know, don't stand up and attack it from the ground, or just stand up 
So Yetis don't know about combat tactics yeah. is what's in so my mind. Ballistic this, urge so would be just, surely to just get- stands the fuck up and it provokes the attacks of opportunity. We're going to start with Tia. Because I know what you're going to do, Rich. <laughs> Actually, no. I don't know that Wait, I am going to do it, you know. Let's see if Reg does no, it. Do, because, do, do it no, because that's unfair. Um, just you two need to roll an initiative. Uh, roll a, an initiative off because technically Tia's got him on the initiative roll. But what I'm, what I'm, the reason why I say this is because if Reg is successful in tripping, Tia gets plus two to hit. Okay. Um, initiative 16. Two. Okay. okay. Reg, you do go first. Oh, gosh. I knew it would. Well, no, five. no pressure. Yeah. Um, that's a 17 on the trip. Uh, versus CMD. Yeah. That is not going to happen oh, at all, Rich. I mean, it is, are, a big, it is a big creature, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, you are, so it begins to stand up. What are you going to do, Tia? Well, its head seems to be at just the right height <laughs> for a downward crushing blow at 28 to hit. 28 slices it deeply. 16 points of damage on that one, please. I've been doing um, Pilates and yoga lately because I've decided that m- being able to move as an as a, an elderly person is very important. <laughs> as an elderly person. Yeah. Well, well, as I become an elderly person, so getting that. And part of that this week at Pilates was I was asked to stand up from the floor without using my hands, right? I did it successfully. There were three times in the class where we were asked to do this. Successfully the first two times. The second time, my knee went, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and and I went down. I assume that is something is what Tia sees because this creature attempts to stand up, not using its hands because it wants to do the, the attacks against her, but stands up and gets cut down from shoulder all the way down. Wampa style, its arm nice. falls off and it falls to the floor, twitching in a pool of its own blood, not being able to move ever. I've just realised I've yeah. been un- underplaying mine, haven't been giving the power attack, so there would have been 18 more points of damage across those three hits. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> I, too, had right, some power uh, attack yeah. in my world. A that I yeah, next time. <laughs> yeah. What's your power attack at? Plus six? What do you mean? What the? What's the negative pl- bonus? I don't get a negative on the first hit because of- No, but what's, the, what's your base attack? My melee base attack is- Plus nine. No, well, what's your base attack on. bonus is what determines your power plus attack. Plus four. Plus four. So it's neg two plus four. Yeah, but on my first hit, yeah, yeah, I don't take yeah. a negative because of- yeah, yeah. No, a, I was just comparing uh, comparing power attack uh, spots right there. So the, the Yeti tries to stand up. It falls to the floor dismally, leaving one opponent left in the room. But that opponent is uh, circling the light of the room like a moth. Can- Miles. Can oh. Tia move in? Tia's no, that was not, a take yeah, opportunity. Not Sorry. Tia's go yet. Miles, what are you going to do? Miles is going to go in and try and slip strike mm-hmm. as he throws a punch at the, well, it's not slip strike because it's ranged. Ghost fist of sleepiness. Actually, you need a will save. That's what I need to do. A will save? Don't you, you don't have to hit, do you? No, I don't. Now, again, we come across, is this the same type of thing? It doesn't. I've read it. It doesn't say anything. Okay. That is a natural 18. Ah, you, you win this round, Birdman. <laughs> Owlman. It's a hoot. And um, I don't have a, a bonus action to do, so I'm going to just move into- Is there any cover in the room? 
Uh, it's a it's a pretty open area. It's a boardroom. It's room. a dead yeti if you want to get into that. Yeah, think of it's got a table in the middle of it. It's like a meeting room. So not yeah. Really, so it'll be chairs. So there's chairs and a table. High behind wanna, chair. Okay, so you move and duck behind a chair. Yep. Okay. Um, Spreading and, out a little bit. So if it's going to try and rain any death upon us, we're not yep. all clumped up. Um, and that brings us down to Tia. What are you going to do? Tia will spit on the Yeti and then move directly underneath the uh, owl. She can't. She doesn't think she'll be able to reach it, does she? No, it's 20 foot in the sky. It's 20 foot up. Yep. She's just. She's about to move and then she reconsiders and she pulls a potion off her belt. Okay. Pulling the potion off her belt. Tia, Reginald, what are you going to do? Uh, it's even higher for Reginald. Yeah, Reggie's just going to ready an action and then hope that when she comes down to do something, I can just grab it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Reginald's holding. Yep. Yep. And that brings us to Flopsy. What are you going to do there, Flopsy? What you got versus a flying creature? Flopsy moves forward and throws a bomb. Ooh, okay. See what it's like when you have to verse a flying creature? It sucks. Is it? Fucking flying creatures. <laughs> so, Flopsy had previously <laughs> drunk a true strike potion. Yep. TS. Mm-hmm. Which gives him some bonuses to- it doesn't give him, well, it gives him plus 20 to his attack. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I'm just doing that math. Legit, does it give him yeah, plus yeah. 20? Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Dang. It means that you most likely hit the next attack that you have. 36 to hit, he moves forward and then throws. Yep, definitely going to hit on a 36. Which image? Uh, so, uh, this, is, this is, there are a couple of things in play here. Flopsy, what is your alignment first? Chaotic neutral. Okay, good. Could you now, have guessed that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Could you please roll a, a D4 on a one and a two? It's going to hit an image. It's a two. Okay. It hits the image. The image pops away. Um, How many images are there? There was just two of them. Okay. So, leaving one behind. Does it explode? Splash damage? Yeah. So, all the other images- Is it an area of effect? No, it-, it- it hits and then explodes. So if it hits, it does yep. a certain amount of damage, and then yep. everything in five foot takes yep. damage. Definitely splash damage. So comes all into the other effect. images pop out. So yeah, there's only one image. Ah, right. So one other image. It was a fifty-fifty. And then it just takes minimum damage from the bomb, which is seven points of damage. Okay, seven points of damage starts hitting the creature itself. It's you can see its wings catch on fire a little bit, and it starts smoking as it goes. Imagine a fighter jet that's on fire, just moving around. It's a bit like that. Um, that comes uh, down to its go. Uh, what are you going to do for yourself now, my friend? Um, Die. <laughs> you can see the large owl's eyes move. The slits close for a second as if it is uh, in some kind of concentration. It falls a moment as its wings stop. And you can see it cast something through its beak. A wave of negative energy rips straight from it, encapsulating all of you in the room. Everybody make a will save for me, please. Oh, but I said I moved away from um, What is this for? What kind of thing is it affecting? Is it fear? An enchantment spell no, effect? it is a channel of negative energy. Okay. Oh. Will save, you say? A will save. All right, what'd you get? 10. 10? Reggie got 26. Reggie. <laughs> and Flopsy? 
Didn't roll Flopsy. I rolled Tia. Rolling. Didn't think Flopsy was close enough. Sorry. We'll save 15 for Flopsy. Yep. And for Tia? Tia, I've just realised on her dice that she too doesn't have the number 20. She has the dragon eye. Ooh. And I got a dragon eye. Oh, that's nice. So the only person that is really affected by this, because I believe that it's not, it's, a, it's not even a half thing with channel energy. Can anyone- Save or suck. Let me, let me look that up. No, I don't think it is a- It's not like a fire- we should talk about alignments at some point soon. Okay. I don't want to be part of that argument. No, no. You and Justin. It's not an argument. I was curious because, like, Miles started off as a chaotic good, and now I'd say he's probably more good than chaotic. So he's a good chaotic then? I'm just saying, good, he, good. I'm just saying he's probably changed a bit Lawful over the good? last. Yeah, I'd say he'd be getting close. Yeah. Because he's gone through a lot of crap over the last- Or chaotic of- gooder. <laughs> chaotic gooder. <laughs> a wave of negative energy roils through the entire room, filling all corners. No matter where you are, it affects you inside of this room. And fuck me dead, you all take one point of damage. Even if you saved. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. wow. So save half. So you get half damage if you minimum save one. minimum one. And guess what I rolled? A one. A one. So you all take one point of damage. Okay, li- number four. The Yeti is no longer in existence. That brings us to Miles. What are you going to do? Um, so even if the Yeti had stabilized, that would put it back on the dying. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm going to use one of my last hexes. Mm-hmm. I haven't used on this character. Mm-hmm. But you can, can't you hex it for different ability, like ability damage and then like different things? I don't have any of them yet. What? Every hex you do, you can misfortune for a different, like one's attack. No, one's- misfortune is just disadvantage and everything. Oh. Um, I am now, but once it saves, it saves from that hex. So I'm going to cast, um, oh no, because that won't work until next round. I'm going to pull out my gas bow and take a shot at it. Okay. Gaspo. I'll do that. So Gaspo. pull your gas bow out. Could have done with something like that. Smiles out of practice. Does a 10 hit? A 10 flies wide and shoots can, into the Can I the have ceiling. a misfortune deck, please? Oh, you have fumbled. I've jinxed myself. I hope this goes into the sky. And then hits you. Comes so back down. Second one from the top. Close to the ear. So the gas bow, you know when you run out of gas with like an airsoft and it goes, that was right next to my ear as I did it mm-hmm. and it ran out of gas and I am now deafened until healed. Oh, that is bad. <laughs> that is not good at all. Deafened means that you have a chance never to cast spells, my friend. That is bad indeed. What? <laughs> what heals that? I've Any written healing. it down. Any healing? Oh, okay. No, I've written it. Well, I don't know. I've written down what it said on the card. Tia. Okay. Unless, Miles, you're going to move. No, I popped out, shot my bow back down under my arrow. So the owls come down to height then, right? 
Uh, no, the owl is 20 foot on the ceiling. Oh, it's, it's still fl- at 20 foot. It's I flying thought, around. I no, thought you 30 said foot it. radius to- Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, that was our flavor text. Excellent. So, Tia drinks her potion. Mm-hmm. It's a potion of enlarged person. Okay. So, she gets to double her height, which mm-hmm. is now 12, 13 and a half foot, mm-hmm. and four times, four times mm-hmm. her weight, eight times her weight- Eight times her weight, which yep. is eight times 400 pounds. We, we yep. wouldn't know that because we never ask a lady their weight. That's right. Yep. But I'm assuming now she has, if she moves forward, enough capacity to reach this owl Does in the sky. she have reach? Because she's still like- She's you got 10-foot reach. She yeah. turns into a large creature. 10-foot reach. reach. Yep. And she is 12 foot high. You know high. I hate playing these games. I'm just trying to- some way for- a- Can she reach to 20 foot above her though? Like the 20 foot is where the owl is. So, you know I hate these maths games when people play, she's now 12 foot by there. That means that she encapsulates a 15 foot square. So this this is the whole thing, though, about Pathfinder, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't what? this the whole thing about Pathfinder is you've got these things right in front of you. She's tw- He's 20 foot in the air, height plus 10 feet. Yeah. Can hit. That's why I said she's 12 foot tall, 10 mm-hmm. foot reach. She should be able to hit. Yep. I told you to do the maths. I'm I not did. doing it. I, <laughs> I did. That's what. Uh, that's why maths is in. Drank the potion. <laughs> yeah. But drink and move. Okay. So you drink and you move right up to the uh, to the creature itself. Reginald. Uh, Reggie's going to uh, pick up his uh, camera off the floor that he dropped earlier. Yep. Um, and sorry. So where's the owl? It's it's twenty foot down, in the 20 sky. Twenty foot in the sky. Okay. Directly above Tia. Tia's moved moved underneath it. Mm. All right. It, so it, then I'll yeah. just I'll just wait and see because I can't do anything. You're gonna run up my back. You're gonna throw something at it. Boots no, a spider can climb. I do that. Can I acrobatics up you off your shoulders and take a swing at it? Can no, I do that? You don't have a ten foot reach. She does. Yeah, but if I run off her back and jump. Okay, cool. All right, whatever. Again, I don't want to do the maths of this. I don't like it. <laughs> so when we say, yes, it works, just, yes, it works. So, so if, hang on, what happens to uh, just say what you want to do and I'll tell you what you're going to roll. We're, yeah. Okay, <laughs> roll it out. Are you going to do it? <laughs> no, no, no. Because no, you I didn't say, I, I want to do this. Okay. If you had done it, I would have gone through the motion of it. All if right, you said it because you I'll said it, I'll take an acrobatics see, check. Okay, I'll see how I he does. And I will let you do it. But right, what I've you told, said to me is, would it work? And I, I'm like, mm, I've done a move action. That would be a second move action. I wouldn't be able to do anything once I'm in the eye. I need to have a full rank. Yeah. So I don't think you've got yeah, yeah, the yeah, movement yeah. speed to get up there. I know there. enough of the rules to know I could do it now. All right. So are you going to throw anything? No, 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 I need that thing. I'm going to hit it with it in a minute. Okay. Um, then that Flopsy, that is your go. Flopsy then just pulls another bomb and throws one more time. Oh, hello, lady. Does a 17 hit. It strikes true hitting the creature center space minimum damage seven points of damage again with another bomb like a world war ii jet plane the creature catches on fire falls to the ground in a fiery mess hitting its head on the floor and breaking its owl-like neck for some reason it's turned around looking behind it. But even then, it's turned around again. <laughs> it winks. It rolled. <laughs> Just its head rolls along the floor and it lies still on the floor, not moving, smouldering from the flames that have affected it. Holy one, that man might need healing as she stands on the owl's face. And we'll find out 
whether he does need healing next time we play. Oh. Well, that was cool. That was really good, guys. Good job. Howling. You're howling. yelling. You are howling <laughs> creatures. <laughs> yeah, flying creatures are very interesting when they yeah, right. inside. Oh, like, oh yeah, I've got a flying creature in a room that's 20 foot high.